Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Morning, Key. Morning, Jay. What's up, boys? What's up? I just saw a crazy accident this morning on 95. Car car came over the median, hit another car. I'm just like, I, I came over. So came over the median, like hit him. No, but did you, you head on? I didn't see it, but I saw the remnants. Oh, you yeah, you passing oh, by on the side. It's just like dumb. one of those things where you get in the car an hour in the morning. You're like, wow, this is gonna start off my day. That's the worst. Yeah, and then I saw a Key and. Everything was okay. What do you mean? You no, saw I'm joking. Me. I'm joking. He tried to pay you a compliment. He yeah, said man. you brightened up his day. With the orange shirt. So you cracking jokes about my orange shirt? <laughs> See, everybody can't wear certain colors. I can wear it all. You can, can wear, wear it all. Yeah. Every color in the book I can put on. Look Is there good. a color that you feel uncomfortable in? As a kid growing up, I felt uncomfortable in pink. But now yeah. as a grown-ass man, pink is... Yes, I got it everywhere. But as a kid growing up, I didn't for whatever reason, and they they were selling us that pink was not it, or powder blue. They were selling us that pink was not it. Yeah, I were hear they you not that. selling that? No, I, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. Because you get the blue stuff for the boy and the pink stuff for the girl. And yeah. growing up, yeah. it's like, oh, pink shirt, mommy. I don't want to go to school with that on. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's yeah. just like that. But now you go specifically to the store to look. And you're like, hey, that's good. Or powder blue or baby Plus, blue. Plus, I think nowadays all that changed anyway for a lot of kids. Nowadays yeah. in general, but just growing up because he's asked me about the color. Yeah, that would be one I would say growing up because a lot of things when you're young, you're naive, you're stupid, you don't know, you're not educated. And they, that's just society selling you, hey, you don't wear that or you don't do this. And that's what you fall See, into. Alan Yates jumped in my ear and said, until Cameron came out rocking the pink. And I yeah. said... I said to Mac, I said to, to Alan, I'm like, does Key know who Cameron is? The rapper dude. Okay, I saw him. Stop. The rapper dude. The rapper dude. I was making sure. You could just call him a rapper. You just because I, just cause I know Sean Carter's the guy that made the shoes, y'all laughed. <laughs> y'all really fell for that. Y'all was really. I had them over here stupid as all our doors, Yates. They, they said Sean, the guy talking about said Sean Carter. And I'm like, oh, is that the guy who made the shoes? And they're looking at me like I got frogs on my face. I was like, try- I really don't know that's Jay-Z. Well, I was trying to listen to the Evan was yelling us to listen to the quote of what the guy was saying while you asking questions in the middle of the quote. You know what the thing about Key, too, is, though? Now he's saying, like, I really don't know that's Jay-Z. Tomorrow it could be something just like that where he's like, man, I don't know who these guys' names really are. Why, Some people why? I don't. Yeah. How, you, how, See? how See? is it that you don't know it's Jay-Z, though? A Cameron and all the we, other people. We, we knew. Because you we always mess with people. <laughs> well, that's good. I go left, you go right. There you go. As yeah. much as I'd love to talk about pink shirts for the rest of the day, there are sports topics that I'd love to get into. Pick your brain about Key, Jay. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Jay said after the Packers went over the lines on Monday Night Football that we would learn more about the Packers after their game at the 49ers. Game I picked them to win, by the way. Well, Aaron Rodgers did lead a comeback in the final 37 seconds, as we all know, and this is what Rodgers said on the Pat McAfee Show. Good show. Yesterday. Well, it's a rough night, I guess, for some of those uh, he doesn't care campers. <laughs> <laughs> I love the game, man. I love competing. There's nothing like it. There's, there's nothing like uh, having the ball in your hands with a chance to win the game uh, late in the game. Uh, that's yeah, that's what we live for. That's what we dream about. We don't dream about, you know, kneel downs at the end of games. We dream about, okay, we got to go down and put the ball in position to either win it with a field goal or win it with a touchdown. That's what, that's what you dream about. 
Yeah, right. I, I never <laughs> dreamt about going down in last seconds. I dreamt about six tight diamond killed the clock, one knee, diamond formation, game over. That's what I <laughs> – I don't, I don't want that rough situation. Uh-uh, easy peasy. <clears throat> so really you didn't – no, hold up. Are you saying that just to mess around or for real? You didn't want – you didn't fantasize about making the catch at the end of the game uh, to no, win I the mean, whole thing? Every single week? No, not every single week. No, I week. mean, you, you – in, in the game, in the moment of the game, you say to yourself, I want the shot. I need to shed this chance at the end of the game at that moment during the game. But you're not hoping to get to that Oh, moment, no, right? we don't want to get to that. Right. I want the game to be over in the second when quarter. When you were a kid, right, didn't you – fantasize about playing in the NFL, you're making the catch to you, you didn't do any of that stuff? Yeah. At yeah the, you as did. a kid. Yeah. As and a then kid. when it happened in the NFL, because realize it happens for almost no one in the NFL. It actually happened for you. In the NFL, when that happened, isn't that like reliving the or fulfilling the dream? I guess, I guess you could say that. Yeah. I guess you could say that, Max, right? I mean But yeah. it's not something that you think about until after that game is over. Right? Yeah, I'm Where not you, going you into the game saying to myself I want a shot in the first quarter at closing it out with a minute to go. No, I'm not. I want the damn game over, over. in the second quarter and be done with it and run the ball the rest of the game and get out of here. Yes. Icing you, up on the sidelines. Your personality, Key, was a championship kind of, of uh, outlook, which is like I'm trying to win, so I yeah, don't want bro. it to ever get to that. Jay, basketball is My more of an in, championship No, outlook? no, it's more of an individual sport, right? Uh-oh. Basketball, there are fewer guys on the team. The stars have a bigger impact on the outcome of the game. I'm sure growing up, you're shooting the shot with the championship on the line, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, but it's, it's still the same kind of feel. team feel to yeah. it, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, there might be more individual stats, but there's still that camaraderie when you have that share collective moment together. And see, when Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback, for quarterbacks, I can see how he – can visualize, okay, they're getting ready to put it in my hands because I'm that dude. I'm ridiculously that they can't do nothing with me. They just left me 37 seconds on the clock. I'm getting ready to ice this thing over with. I, I've been in the huddle with people that's like that, that quarterback. Even though they wasn't like that, their mentality was such that, oh, yeah, we we got this. Don't even trip. You know, they just they just put the ball back in our hands. We're getting ready to go down the score and go home. I've been in those moments with my quarterbacks. They're not Aaron Rodgers. But their mentality is such that I know that they just left me and I know I got you and you and I know what they're getting ready to do. We're getting ready to put us in position to win the game. But we can't miss the bigger point here, right? So the question is, is Aaron Rodgers having a good time in Green Bay? Absolutely. Aaron, no. Aaron Rodgers is having a good time playing football. There's a difference. When you're in the midst of a game and you're competing and you win, that brings that kind of excitement, that exhilaration out of you. It just happens to be in Green Bay. like, And I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be in Green Bay. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is his own man. But it does when you play and you win a game of that magnitude with 37 seconds left and you have that, that dream-like scenario where it occurs for you, of course Aaron Rodgers wants to win games. He's competitive as hell. This is who he is. But that doesn't mean that he's going to want to be in Green Bay next year because he won the game of football. He loves football. It does feel to me. Like Rodgers, and this is true of a lot of athletes. I think of guys on teams that everyone knew they were going to win. And after the season, no one thought. We, no one thought. Everyone knew you were going to win, right? So, like, athletes sometimes need that 
motivation. They have it internally, the great ones. But also, it looks to me, guys, like Aaron Rodgers is looking for external motivation. Uh, he's, it's the team. It's the people in the media. It's who, he's looking for naysayers. But see, I don't think he needs the extra motivation. What happens, and I've been in this position, I can only speak to my experience, is you get people running a damn mouth that don't know what the hell they're talking about, always wanting to be in the mix is saying stuff that's not factually true. And so what happens is, as a player, you say to yourself, all right, I got that in my hip pocket. When I go out here and torch these dudes, I'm going to make sure to let everybody know I'm still that dude. Got the answer. That's Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. We're asking people on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, at KeyJMX, what NFL team's record does not match how good or bad they are. Be a part of KJM Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed or call in line 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation's presented by Dr. Pepper. College football's back. So are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. There happens to be a football game coming up this weekend. I don't know if you heard really? about it. Bucks at Patriots in Foxborough. And uh, the Bucks may be getting some reinforcements, a Colorful character that we all know in the sports world. That's coming up. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. It is the matchup of the week, if not the year, depending on things, like how session. things turn out in New England. <laughs> Tom Brady, back with the Bucks against the Patriots at Foxborough. It's the Bucks defense, Key, you've pointed out. With the questions this year, and you said from early on that defense is not the same. Maybe they'll get there, but they're not there now. And now it turns out Richard Sherman could be going there as a free agent. What does he do for their defense? I don't know. I, that's the puzzling thing. I'm like, I don't know what, like, I don't know what he brings to the table other than a veteran that. It's just a veteran. I mean, I don't know what, at this stage of his career, been out of football for a little bit here now, um, 
I just don't I don't know what he brings. Size, smarts, maybe experience. maybe experience and in leadership. He can fall into an interception here or there. Maybe that sort of thing. Maybe bring some more leadership to a young secondary, I guess. I mean, but if you think it, you they're getting ready to get Richard Sherman of the the Legion of Boom, then you got, you know, you got life jacked up cuz that's not going to happen. Well, that, that seems to be the question though, like can leadership Leadership is one thing, but leadership compared to physical abilities is something different, right? Leadership doesn't help you, doesn't help you from not getting beat over the top by Deshaun Jackson, right? Well, I mean, yeah, like that, if you're looking that, for him to not get beaten over the top by Deshaun Jackson, I got, yeah. But but I look when he left Seattle, I'm looking and you tell me, Key eyeball test. To me, it looked like oh, Richard Sherman is, can still play. He's good. He's a, he's a player. He 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 was when he left Seattle. He was still a player. But remember when he left Seattle, he was, he was hurt, and so he goes to San Francisco. He has I think three good solid years or whatever. Yeah. They move on from him or whatnot, and then he he was gonna sign with the Raiders, gonna sign with this team. People were looking at him, and then it kind of just went away for a little bit. Even in in San Francisco, he was a solid player, but again. You're not getting Richard Sherman of the Legion of Boom. That's a different system than what they do in Tampa Bay under Ty Bowles. So I don't know. It's more of a depth. May, move maybe, than a, maybe, maybe they're looking at him as safety or something. I have no idea. So is I he really more, don't. You know, we play that game, brand or player. Mm-hmm. Is he more of a brand? Is he somewhere kind of in the middle? Is he still somewhat of a player? But the brand obviously makes you think about what it could be. Oh, I don't. I, I really don't know because. It's hard to say when you don't know what they want to do with him. Maybe he is a guy who plays 15 snaps a game because they move the corner inside and they want the other corner to play the nickel or the dime position and they need a guy in the fourth or fifth spot. That's that's just what I think. Um, when they're trying to play man-to-man coverage like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers like to do with all that pressure, I don't see where Richard Sherman at this stage of his career fits in to that. I mean, it's just I just don't see it. Meantime, one of the narratives out there is that, and I can see why, is that much like LeBron James, mm-hmm. right? He's in Miami. Now all of a sudden, all these Miller types and whoever is like can still do something useful will play for the vet minimum because they just want to win a championship with LeBron and Cleveland, the same thing. With the Lakers, you could say this is a similar thing. And the the impression I think that's being left right now is that Tom Brady's in Tampa. Uh-huh. They're already good. They go grab A.B. They go grab Gronk. Now all these kind of veteran guys want to go play there to win a Super Bowl. What do you think of that? I mean, I don't know what veterans – I don't know what veterans have gone to Tampa other than Gronkowski. Fournette. But Fournette is from, from – it's played in Jacksonville. It's Florida. They needed a running back to go with Ronald Jones. Um I mean, outside of that, Gronkowski, A.B. didn't have any other choices mm. other than Tampa relationship with Tom Brady, relationship with Bruce Arians. I don't – like, who else? As a vet, it's almost like in, in New England. Everybody said that players signed up to go play in New England to win a championship for less money at Tom Brady. And as people always said that, I always said, who? Whoever so, so signed that up more- that made – and we're not talking about one guy who's the backup – I'm talking about like star players that sign up to go win a championship in New England. But Jay, I don't think of it as star players. I think of it as 
name brand players okay, name who brand. are yeah. still useful. Yes. So, like I mentioned, Fournette and and AB is a big example because he's more than just yeah, useful. Yeah, but he didn't have no other home, though, right? Richard I mean, Sherman, like, right? So, so you're saying kind of more myth than than tr- than truth. Like, let's start with New England, for instance. Off the top, just off the top of your dome, your head, <clears throat> who in New England in that time span that Tom Brady was Tom Brady? Not Tom, not early stages of Tom Brady when they were getting Rodney Harrison because Rodney Harrison, Rodney Harrison didn't take a discount. I think it was Rodney Harrison made money. I think it was different in New England because it was unclear. Is this because Belichick has a system that people know is going to compete every year for a Super mm-hmm. Bowl more or less? Or is it Tom Brady? But now that Brady's out of New England, so you guy, the Chad Johnson, whoever. No, but people. At that point, is that Belichick or Brady? That's, I need somewhere to go play. Uh-huh. That's and Belichick will is. see what you can do yeah, instead of what you for, can't for do. for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. But when you talk about in New England early on, or New England, there was this myth that people went to New England to play with Tom Brady to win a championship. And I've always said, who? Rodney, Rodney Harrison was a free agent who wanted to get paid. Corey Dillon was not happy in Cincinnati. Yeah. They traded for him, and Tom Brady was not Tom Brady. Randy I never, Moss. I, Randy Moss was traded from I, Oakland I in for a pack of nickels because he was basically shot in Oakland, and, they, and, and, and Bill said, oh, I could use that. Jay, I never got the impression, as Key is saying, that that was about Tom Brady. Then. He had something to do with the mix that was successful. The culture. I do get the feeling now that, because now Belichick's not there, it's really Brady that – feels like the magnet, right? That feels like people are like, well, if I'm going to play somewhere, I probably has a couple of choices here and there. I'd like to play there with a guy who can help. Maybe I can win a Super Bowl with. Uh, who? You saying well, that Richard you're not Sherman. giving me? Richard, it was probably three or four teams wanted to sign Richard Sherman. Yeah. You go there, if you're Richard Sherman, it's the best spot to go to win a championship. But there's not this influx of players signing up or trying to get to Tampa like we are selling. Like, oh, my God, their whole – all 11 starters came to Tampa because Tom Brady and they want to win a championship. It's not – Gronk, yes, because he was going – if Brady would have went to – I don't know, give me Wherever a Gronk Wherever go Gronk there. going yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Gronk going to go to. And A.B. would have gone there too because he had, he had limited yes, options. Jay, where are you with it? I'm, I'm, I mean, look, for, for me, I think you really can't compare the Tom Brady-LeBron thing because when LeBron came to L.A., there are a lot of other factors that helped get A.D. there. Obviously now Russell Westbrook being there, the relationship with Carmelo Anthony being there, whereas Tom Brady, there have been – I think it was more the system in New England than anything. It does feel different now, though, but Tom Brady also went to Tampa Bay with a lot of those pieces already in play. Yeah, and, and when you talk about LeBron, LeBron moving chess pieces. LeBron James is in Maverick and in Rich Paul. They're orchestrating the roster wherever he's at. If LeBron James leaves tomorrow and goes to Sacramento, all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. They're going to start moving stuff around. And is it even possible done. to do that in the NFL, though? Isn't it just like, is, is this the NFL no, version you, of the NBA's star doing that? Like, because once only, you get to the NFL, because, you have less control. Only because Tom Brady can pick up two or three people and say, hey, why don't you come play with me in Tampa Bay or come play with me in New Orleans or come play with me, two or three people. But it's so 53, you can't possibly do an overhaul like the Lakers have for LeBron James. The nature of the beast. Um, NFL is just different. One of those teams is probably sitting in the AFC North, and we find out why that division is so upside down three weeks into the season. 
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. All right. The sound of that Keyshawn. music. Huh? Yeah, man. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Time for the no huddle. You heard it. Going to cover one division because the AFC North is wild right now. The Bengals, Browns, Ravens, all 2-1. and one. The Steelers are 1-2 and two, heading into a big matchup with the Packers Sunday. I mean, I think coming into this season, we all knew there were three teams and the Bengals, but maybe now there are four teams. Maybe there are three without Pittsburgh. Let's start with the Ravens, <laughs> who continue to move the ball. Everybody's going crazy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Don't, listen, don't rain on our parade, okay? We want to be caught in the prisoner of the moment. You're damn right. We want to be prisoners of the moment. Let's start with the Ravens, who continue to move the ball with Lamar Jackson, because as our Ravens reporter, Jamison Hensley, tells us, he's Lamar Jackson. The Ravens' offense surprisingly ranks 4th in total yards and 11th in scoring. These numbers come with Baltimore's top two running backs out for the season and all-pro left tackle Ronnie Stanley out for the last two games. This shows that the Baltimore offense will remain dangerous as long as Lamar Jackson has the ball in his hands. But is this one-man show sustainable? That's really up to Jackson. This season, he's been pressing at times. Jackson has turned the ball over five times in three games. He's also taking more hits because he's trying to gain those extra yards. What Jackson has to understand is this. The Ravens are a playoff team with Jackson scrambling for those 20-yard runs and throwing those 30-yard completions. If Jackson gets hurt, the season is over. State of the offense around Lamar Jackson. First of all, you're shaking your if head. If Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, their I, season is over. Jay, why if, did you steal my stuff, If Patrick man? Mahomes gets hurt, why did you their just season st- is over. Why did you just steal I my stuff, the, the conventional wisdom is you if just you run a lot, you'll going, get hurt more, whether you, you, or not it's you, true. You, you just stole my stuff because what I was getting ready to lead into uh, is that's for every single quarterback, not just Lamar Jackson. If you lose your star quarterback, chances are you're going to lose your season. And, and when you look at the Baltimore Ravens and what Lamar Jackson is capable of doing, it's not just Lamar Jackson. It's everything around him. It's the offensive line, the defensive line, the secondary. All of those things have gotten them to two and one. Yes, he has played phenomenal at an MVP level if you chose to look at it that way. But I think getting uh, Rashad Bateman back, getting 
uh, Boykins back, getting some help, continue to have Mark Andrews lead the yes. charge in the passing game, and Hollywood Brown cavities and big gaping holes in the offense and allowing him to deliver the football on those 30-yard throws plus is going to win a lot of games for them, not just Lamar Jackson being Houdini out there. Now, now Bateman, the whole point of drafting him is to get him more, more help, but Jay – I think conventional wisdom is outside the pocket, you'll get hurt more. I don't know if that holds up to analysis, but yep. that's conventional wisdom. I think that's why when you run as much as Lamar, people get nervous. However, game started since he took over, 15, 15, and all three this year. He's actually not injury prone. And then when you talk about his, his turnovers issues, Jay, he had three turnovers in the Raiders game. Okay. And, and sometimes when you're asked to do more, you actually start to complete your skill set. How about – Last three games, he's thrown for 230 yards plus. He only did that three times last season, right? So what, what was the whole conversation last year, Key, we were talking about? Can he hit people outside the numbers? You know, it, that's, that's always the case, and he's been able to do that. I'm good with him. How about the Browns? Okay, that's the team that most people took to win the division. They've been without Jarvis Landry. Uh, they were without him in week three, but they had Odell. Uh see some great signs from their other top wideout, Odell, as Jake Trotter tells us. The chemistry Baker and OBJ finally flashed in Sunday's win over Chicago could be a sign that two have finally worked through their past chemistry issues. With wide receiver Jarvis Landry out at least another two weeks with the knee injury, the Browns are going to need more of that to keep up with Baltimore in the AFC North division race. But more importantly, Cleveland is going to need the Baker-OBJ connection to finally reach its potential if the Browns are going to become a true Super Bowl contender. See, I agree with that, Key. I think, like, yes, it's a running team, but how does that not help to have a receiver like Odell? Well, I think it helps to have any receiver. Odell Beckham is just a special one. Um, I think that when you look at where he started with the Browns last year in Kevin Stefanski's offense, there were some timing issues that took place. I know a lot of people wanted to blame the struggles on him. Once he got hurt, they got going. That's just a coincidence. A guy like this gives you all sorts of opportunities to be successful in the passing game. Once they get Landry paired with him and everything gets back to the normal situation on offense, the Cleveland Browns are going to be hard to beat in the AFC. The defensive side of the ball is dominant. Now you got Chubb and you got Hunt in the offense. You got uh, OBJ back. You get a healthy Landry. The easy job for Baker Mayfield is just not screw it up. Yeah, you hope he is going to come back and, and be at a high level with Jarvis Landry. But the one thing I've learned in the first three weeks, we, you know, we now going into week four of the NFL season, this is a war of attrition, Key. You know, and, and sometimes – Things don't always go out the way you want it to go. You hope that both these guys will be healthy. You hope that Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt will be healthy when it's all count and said and done, but that's not always the case. Health is always important, but what I would say about OBJ and the Cleveland Browns, he left or got moved from the New York Giants, and I know it just hurts your heart when I said that, to the Cleveland Browns. But who was his coaches? He hadn't even had a chance to even develop in Cleveland under Kevin Stefanski. 100%. So the fact now, is, he was not there when Stefanski is there. Now he's there. He's going to be a different player. And I think, I know what this sounds like, I think what Baker Mayfield needs is a dynamic pass catcher like Odell. They could, without Odell, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. With Odell, I think they are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. I know what that sounds like. I believe it. The Bengals are coming off a win at Pittsburgh really? and look like they could be ahead of schedule. And ESPN Bengals reporter Ben Baby tells us it's because their quarterback, Joe Burrow, is ahead of schedule in his return from ACL surgery. 
To quote the great Sean Carter, Joe Burrow is getting his swagger back. The Cincinnati Bengals QB has followed the blueprint to his recovery process and after three games is becoming more comfortable following last year's knee surgery. He said he, quote, felt like his old self again after he made a few defenders miss in a week three win over Pittsburgh. Burrow also audible to a design quarterback run, something he wasn't sure he was going to be able to do at the beginning of the season. Against the Steelers, Burrow felt confident in his left leg and was happy with his movement in and out of the pocket. Burrow and the Bengals will look to build on their best start in three years when they host Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars this Thursday. Yeah, I think that that's an easy win for them on Thursday night against the Jacksonville Jaguars because they are a much better football team and they are ahead of schedule. I think Joe Burrow's done a terrific job since his time as a starting quarterback. He's young, he's he's learning, he has a little bit of experience, but not enough experience to win that division. Jamar Chase was the right pick for them and what they want to do in the passing game. The only problem that I have is can you keep Joe Burrow upright and not on his back throwing the football to Mm -hmm. a guy that they targeted the entire time? They did all this last week without T. Higgins in the lineup. They get T. Higgins back. Could be pretty pretty good fireworks on Thursday night. Yeah, protection is key, but I also think that the mental reassurance – after seeing Joe Burrow get hit a couple of times, after seeing him make some people miss, I don't. I don't think everyday people who haven't gone through injury understand how dynamic that can make you feel when you start to trust your body again. Right? There's a certain level like you get hurt, like you don't trust yourself at the same level. But when you start doing things like that, you start to believe in your own ability, and and that can unleash different opportunities. The for interesting thing about Joe Burrow's injury is I've never seen a quarterback who had an ACL injury re-injure that mm-hmm. in doing the season. Mm-hmm. I've seen running backs and defensive linemen and receive but I've never but seen running a, more now. I've never seen a quarterback with an ACL come back and then get re-injured again and be done. Knock on wood. Yeah, knock never, wood. Knock on wood. I, I'll say this. Well, I'm not superstitious. So. Joe, they got to pick up a ta- they got to pick up an offensive lineman in this upcoming draft, right? But they got the quarterback and the receiver that connects you first. Joe Burrow is a big game player. His look at his he is a big game player, and the question is: Are the Bengals is the Bengals organization capable of competing for a Super Bowl? Because they got the right quarterback to do it, in my opinion. Who looked like they could be seeing the end of an era? So, what's been the reaction in Pittsburgh to Ben Big Ben's rough start? Here's ESPN Steelers reporter Brooke Pryor. Look, the reaction around Pittsburgh with Ben Roethlisberger's start to the season. Being about as rough as it can go is that it's not necessarily all Roethlisberger's fault. I think the blame starts with the offensive line. The issues that Roethlisberger has had, a lot of them stem from that line. It feels like he's not able to go through his progressions, his reads very quickly because of the pressure that's coming on him. And he's been hit so many times in the first three weeks that I think it's really affected Uh what he's been able to do. Duck and Chuck. That's what's happening with Ben Roethlisberger. But I understand exactly what she's saying. But when you look at Ben Roethlisberger in that particular game last week, some of those throws was off target when he was not being hit. Mm. Now, maybe that has something to do with recent injuries or whatever the case may be. Or it could be as simple as, I'm getting rid of this ball because I'm tired of being hit. I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers, unless they can do something in the next couple weeks to shore up the offensive line and Ben Roethlisberger – they need to start looking to the future because, it, you know, a guy this old running around, not even running around, trying to move around, it it, it looks bad. It, it just doesn't look – I don't like it. It looks like what Philip Rivers looked like last year, like a standing – like a statue to a degree. F- but see, uh, I'm not comparing Rivers, quarterbacks. I'm just no, saying no, I'm, I'm saying, just saying like when, 
when you, they seem so immobile. Well, right? Philip wasn't going nowhere ever. Ben used to Ben could move around for so many years in his career, slide, move, take the little weird. Ben was fine. Yeah, but not now. Not now. Philip Rivers could point. never move. But there's the other element, which is, and remember, I bring this up from time to time. Derek Carr challenged me to a fight in the octagon because I said it looked like he quit one year on the Raiders. I wasn't watching him too close, but I <laughs> said what I thought I saw. And but the point is this: Muhammad Ali. I love it. No, no one who ever played football had more heart than Muhammad Ali. The most you can do is match that. He wanted to quit in the Thriller in Manila. His cornerman Angel Dundee had to push him out. Know why? Because Joe Frazier was killing his body. Right, like you can only take the human psyche can only take so much punishment before you start to think, ah, I don't need this. That's not an insult. That's a description of reality. Yeah, Roethlisberger but, is getting destroyed out there. Yeah, but he's not going to just lay down. I mean, even Mike Tomlin the other day said, "Look, this we're going to continue to fight, and if this is Big Ben's last hurrah, he's going to go few, out fight. Few weeks. Give he's going to go out fight. Give, give me a few weeks, and then I'm going to turn the page on one of the greatest quarterbacks, if ah. not the greatest quarterback." In Pittsburgh Steeler history, I'm turning the page. Uh, I'm just turning the page. What would it take to move on from Big Ben, Brooke Pryor? Or not Brooke. Or Brooke. Brooke Pryor, what would it take to move on from Big Ben? Or not Brooke. Well... Hey, bro. I don't play- think we see oh, a change right, like that until December when the Steelers have been eliminated from playoff contention. <laughs> like, they made the conscious decision to bring Roethlisberger back. He accepted a pay cut. And at this point, I don't think any other quarterback would fare better than Roethlisberger has behind that line. None of the guys that they have left in that quarterback room in Haskins and Rudolph are like a a shifty running back or a shifty quarterback that could maybe be more significantly more mobile than Roethlisberger, although those two younger guys definitely are. But they're not a drastic style of change from what he's doing. And at this point, anyone that sets up behind there is going to get hit. And I think that they want to ride with Roethlisberger. The feeling is that he still gives them the best chance to win. But you know what, Key, it seems to me, I brought up the the human psyche can only take so much. Mm-hmm. It's not just about, like I saw Eli Manning was the toughest quarterback. He took all types of shots. I saw a season late in his career where I thought, He's basically telling them, I'm not going to get killed behind this offensive line and would just go down, right? And that's the tough guys. It's not so much just that the young guys will get hit. Man, it's that they haven't a, been hit for 20 years. The guy doesn't play forever, man. It's, 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 it's okay. He doesn't owe anybody anything, and I would tell this to Ben to his face. It's that time. You have to know when it's time, and it's time now to step aside. And I know she's saying that there's not – the mobile quarterback says the backup uh, in Rudolph or Haskins or whoever that's there. That's true. But he's won Super Bowls. He's he's won a lot of games in Pittsburgh. It's time to move on and not keep holding on to something. We, we it's always, just time to do it, Jay. I, 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 hear, I hear what you're saying, Key. But maybe Mike Tomlin doesn't want Big Ben to move on just yet. Maybe he's seen something with Dwayne Haskins, you know, or – or Mason Rudolph, that he's like, You're not going to win a lot of games this year, then. Well, that's going to be the case regardless, right? Like, is Dwayne Haskins going to win you a lot of games? Mason Rudolph going to win you a lot of games? I don't know. So, I, I guess if, I it comes down, if it comes down to loyalty to a degree, I'm not saying you go the whole year, but if you're Mike Tom, like, this guy has sacrificed a lot for our team. Well, that's why at some point you turn the page. You give it a few more weeks, like I said, and then you take a look at it, 
And then you say this, you know what, we did, let's just start to see what these guys are in the regular season before the regular season gets away from us. You just have to do it at some point. And the other if thing Ben is, Roethlisberger continues to look like he looked against Cincinnati. The other thing is these guys, the kids, haven't taken shots for 15 years. Like mm-hmm. Roethlisberger's been taking these shots. By the way, the Steelers' upcoming schedule at Packers. Not good. Broncos come to town. Not good. Seattle comes to town. Not good. They go to Cleveland. Not good. Bears come to town. They could win that game, maybe. Lions come to town. Still but still got like, a the next, to worry about with the Bears. The next bunch of games are rough sledding. It is hard to imagine for me the Steelers winning those games. games. But it's also hard to imagine Tomlin having a four or five win season, right? But like that's why I just said. Happen. That's why I just said they'll still be eight and eight, or, or, or eight and nine, or whatever. The right. Case may but be. but where are the wins going to come from? They'll figure it out. They'll said, figure we, it we've out. We've said that many times. That's why he doesn't won, want to the dude move on won from with Mason that, Rudolph, exactly, man. That's my point. In hot Duck Hodges. That's what Jay is saying. That's why Tomlin doesn't want to move on from Roethlisberger. Because even if Roethlisberger is getting killed out there, Tomlin is allergic to having a – like he can't have a losing season and he figures ah, we can at least win more than we lose with this But he played games with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph. He did a couple years he ago. He can win games with anybody. The line was better at that point. I don't give a damn. Max is him as a coach. He can, he can muster up enough games where he, he, he won't have a losing season. Is it possible? I think he can. Is it possible that the reason they didn't draft a quarterback? <laughs> like retract. I yeah. think he can. Is it possible the reason Pittsburgh didn't draft a quarterback is because Tomlin's looking at Haskins. We've seen enough of Mason Rudolph. He's looking at Haskins and thinking, if Ben can give me a year right now, I can get this kid ready to take the reins next year, but he thinks he's not well, ready that was now. The, but mm-hmm. that, was the, that was part of their thinking when they signed him on top of the relationship that Mike Tomlin has with Dwayne Haskins. Look, here, here's what I would say about Dwayne Haskins. Whatever happened in Washington, whatever, he's, a, he, he's immature. He was not selected in the first round because he couldn't play. Clearly he could play because the Washington football team wasn't the only, per, only team that would have taken him. They just happened to be in that slot and they took him. Immaturity in Washington, led to his departure. You can't do some of the things. As a rookie, he's signing autographs in the middle of the game, basically, instead of getting over there at Neil and Dow. That's immature. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and we're going to throw a, a birthday party and put it on social media. That's immature. That's a 22-, 23-year-old kid. That's immature plus not that bright. Yeah. You're going to well, put it on man. social media. Well, you know, when you're immature, most likely you're not going to be bright in right. those type of situations. Yeah, point taken. And so – Mike Tomlin comes, and he puts his arms around him, and they make a decision to sign him, bring him in, see what he has. This is what teams do. Now, he may turn out to be nothing, but at least they get a free, a free sort of look at what he is before they can make a decision on who else is out there in the world that they can replace Ben with next season. <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers, maybe? Well, listen to what Aaron Rodgers had to say, because, of course, they're, they're facing the Packers this week. Um, listen to what Aaron Rodgers had to say on the Pat McAfee show about the Steelers franchise. You know, it's a great blue collar town. There's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of great people that live there. It's got a lot of history, that city, but I have a ton of respect for Mike. I think he's a fantastic coach. I think he's, I love the way that he leads. I love the way he talks after the games. He always seems to keep things, uh, you know, really even keeled. You know, it looks like he's somebody that 
the players the players love playing for him. So they you know they've had a great defense. It's been a part of Pittsburgh uh, the franchise for a long long time. Yeah, that is correct. Everything that Aaron Rodgers is saying, and I think that now us and uh, you guys in the media and me on the outside of the media um, is looking at this oh, and man. saying saying to ourselves, ooh. Ooh, he's giving him – ooh, he's talking positive about Mike Tomlin. Ooh, does it fit in Pittsburgh? Come on, man, just slow down for a minute. Because if Aaron Rodgers wanted certain things done in Green Bay, he ain't getting that done in Pittsburgh. They're not turning over the keys to the franchise for Aaron Rodgers to decide who they draft, who they sign, who's going to be the – cut. that's not going to happen. So I don't know that Aaron Rodgers would be a fit in Pittsburgh because if – the things that he wanted in Green Bay that he, you know, jumped up and down about in the offseason is having some input and all that. I don't know that that they're going to give him that input in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I would say when media types like Keyshawn Johnson are saying he doesn't work in Pittsburgh, probably I think even media types like Keyshawn Johnson. Keep uh, framing him as media. Yes. I like it. Yes, recognize that. That's not the only marquee matchup of week four. And that is next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, three media guys on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM, Channel 80. Yeah, you media people. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.